Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, welcome. Glad to have you back. I got a bunch of emails that I've been going through. I realized I hadn't covered a topic, and I decided I better throw this in there since I'm getting so many of these questions. And I, I didn't realize I hadn't covered it. So today we're going to talk about nurse case managers. What to do when you have a nurse case manager. So you want to take a little notes. There's a lot of questions I get about this stuff. I'm going to give you some tips, a little insight, and then I'm going to give you the kind of the formal rundown of it. So, pull up a chair, get your notebook out and your pen, and uh, you want to take some notes. We're going to talk about nurse case managers, okay? Now, before we uh, get into that, let's talk a little bit about uh, the podcast. I am Steve Taylor. Uh, I am the uh, S&T uh, Consultants, law, uh, consultant firm, COO. I am a uh, also a medical provider that's been treating OWCP for uh, 29 years now. Wow, I'm getting old. And uh, I've been working as a consultant in different uh, capacities for a long time. And I've done workers' comp federal for a long time, workers' comp for in general for many years. So this coffee break format uh, is is for the listener. Is for government employees or contractors or people that are fallen under the jurisdiction of federal guidelines as employment status. And this is done in a short coffee break format. And we do this to basically give you advice, tips, how to help process rights and responsibility um, and understand your rules and provisions of federal workers comp for retirement disability nexus reports va disability uh first disability uh federal workers comp occupational injuries and illness anything they can do to help assist you with your claims and with your case and your benefits and so um without further ado we do this in a short coffee break format so we always start off our coffee break podcast with a little coffee so we're going to get our coffee going here, and uh, we'll just, uh, at this point, get dive into nurse case manager. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about this because nurse case managers are being abused lately in a different way. I'll get to that at the very end, but there's a new phenomenon that's going on with nurse case managers where the employing agency are hiring nurse case managers outside of OWCP authorization. So they're actually hired by the employee agency. And I see them being kind of weaponized against employers as a kind of a, a subtle investigator. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. So here's the email I get. Doc, do I have to work with an OWCP uh, nurse case manager? And then I get this kind of email in different variations or different questions in the clinic. I said, so do I have to work with one if I've been injured on the job and have an OWCP claim? Well, that's a great question, and we're going to go into the details of it, okay? Understand that many injured government workers may find 
having a contracted nursing service um, heavily involved in their workers' compensation claim as part of their claim. Each claim is different. Some people's injuries are more severe than others, and some people, there's a lot involved. There's home health, there's wound care. There are reasons legitimately for workers' comp claims. Also, when things aren't going along or moving along well, uh, nurse case managers can be an asset to the claims examiner or WCP, especially when there's other people involved that don't necessarily know how to do federal workers' comp. And so I've seen them used effectively and assistive. You guys know I'm also a nurse. You know, I'm a doctor nurse, so I have a background in this as a utilization review nurse and wound care nurse. And so there are there are positives that are associated with it. That there's also a weaponization use of these people that you have to be leery of and you need to be aware of. And so let's go through the formalities first and we'll get to some of that. Now, if you find yourself being uh, being managed by a nurse case manager, I want you to understand what their uh, role is, what they can and can't do, because each of, of them uh, have unique roles, and I want you to go through and understand what they are. So first of all, you have OWCP contract nurses. These are OWCP that are authorized, okay? These are when they authorize and utilize a contracted nurse's service. Uh, they don't work for OWCP. Usually they are a, they're contracted by service, and they're used in order to facilitate your workers' comp claim. Now, OWCP Nurse Intervention Program actually has a manual, and I'm going to give you the link to that manual in the podcast, uh, in the the transcript notes of the podcast. OWCP Nurse Intervention Programs, um, and there are other programs, there's several different types, are utilized by the claims examiner to improve case management or reduce costs. The nurse intervention program provides a nurse to work directly with you with the intent of helping you return to work as soon as possible. So understand that their goal is not to help you. Their goal is to help save money and get you back to work as soon as possible. So know that their goal is not to just be your nurse. They are OWCP claims examiner's nurse and they have a mandate and in your comfort and your assistance or relieving or helping you is not their mandate that doesn't mean there's not good nurses out there that will do that i'm just saying it's not their mandate so this is what owcp says about field nurses and case manager nurses roles they they could define their role as making assessments of the initial extent of the injury coordinating treating necessary for recovery communicating return to work expectations attending the claimant's medical appointments to facilitate communication about return to work and ease any authorization difficulties that may be in your county, all right, that you may be in your county. Authorized uh, types of testing could be minor, non-invasive, can be diagnostic, uh, those kinds of tests. Uh, identifying possible barriers to your return to work and then developing a plan of action to facilitate you being able to go back to work. So, um, that's their primary focus. They also identify things like uh, helping people that never are going to be able to go back to their original job, get into vocational rehab. They can act as a liaison between the claims examiner, the claimant, employing agency, and medical providers. This is done when there's a lot of providers on a case and there's a lot of uh, people on the case that don't have a lot of experience at OWCP. So it sounds pretty harmless and good thing, right? Right. Well, as usual with federal bureaucracy, there's all kinds of problems with it. We'll talk about that in a minute. 
OWCP nurses will be identified by different titles. I see the following. I've seen a COP nurse, someone assigned to somebody who's been assigned continuation of pay because they're expected to be out of work for at least 45 days. There's field nurses. That's what they'll call themselves or nurse case manager. The use of a contract in nursing by OWCP service is permitted under federal statute 20 CFR 10.310A. And OWCP, as I told you, published a field nurse handbook for people who are authorized as nurses by OWCP. And that link is going to be included so you can read what their roles and responsibilities are. And that separate guideline is a good read. And so I recommend if you want to know what your rights responsibilities and theirs is, read it. Now, there are nurses that want to attend injured medical appointments. Now, this can be a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. Okay. First of all, they like to get involved and dictate and direct care, which really makes doctors angry. And I don't advise that you rec that you personally allow the nurse to go into your appointment and by the way you have that right we'll go over that in a minute i'll read exactly what the rules say but nurses may attend an injured worker's medical appointment and they really want to they want to get in there and, and bully the doctor and and manage the doctor's direction and care and try to get the doctor to do things the nurse wants okay uh, so they want to be in your medical appointment. They want to talk to your treating physician on the phone. They want to show up and talk to your doctor. By the way, your doctor has the right to say no, and he has the right to, to charge for them. For claims examiners, uh, nurse case managers that are assigned to me personally, I tell them they have to show up with a check. I'm not going to give them time to go over cases unless I'm paid in before they even get there. Because if you accommodate them, they will take up all your time. You'll have nurse case managers coming and going all day. I want them to, to be reasonable, be there at a certain appointment time. Because uh, it's important that they're not influenced or interfering with the daily schedule. And most docs feel that way. Now, a lot of interventions that they like to have contact with is they like to attend your medical appointments, as I said, and it's anticipated that they want to assist with significant changes in the medical or case status. They, that's what they're trying to get. So they're trying to work on issuance of work releases, documentation of work tolerance limitation. They're trying to get involved in changes in medical status or treatment plan and determination of MMI, discharge from care, etc. Okay. In other words, they want to direct care as much as they can intervene. They'll also want to discuss treatment options to include referrals or specialists, and they can also assist the injured worker with scheduling medical appointments. Some of the good ones are actually really good at that. There are, there are some good ones out there. Obtain relevant documentation medically in their treatment notes for submission OWCP. Obtain update treatment plans from the treating doc along with the anticipated workplace or MMI date. They'll also provide the treatment plan with a description of the physical requirements of the injured worker's uh, job at the date of injury or whatever their service that they work in in their government service and request a work release to return to the full duties of the job if applicable or advise the injured worker or the treating physician of the availability of light duty work. Now, if the injured worker is currently working in a light duty assignment, the fiscal requirements of the light duty assignment should also be provided to the treating physician, and they will try to facilitate reasonable accommodations if they're needed. 
They provide the treatment for a uh, physician with other forms, like they'll try to get the OWCP-5C or CA-20 forms, uh, which are attending physician's uh, statement and a work uh, duty status form. They also tried to address the authorization process when medical services are being recommended or requested to, to try to intervene in the authorization process. They also can assist with the medical provider in understanding issues related to the release of medical information and HIPAA, etc. They also like to conduct telephone and on-site um, inspections of you at your house, which I want to talk to you about in a minute because you need to be Larry that. If if the employee, the, you know, if you as the employee, if you object to or refuse the intervention strategies of a OWCP contracted nurse, there could be sanctions based on your employee agreement, um, including termination of compensation benefits. So injured employees that are government employees are required, okay, to work with the contract nurse. But that doesn't mean that you have to agree to everything they want to do. And this is where everybody wants this podcast and ask me all these questions, okay? You have several employing agencies that develop their own nurse intervention programs, now, this is the problem. There is an increasing amount of postal, VA, government divisions that are now contracting independently nurse, nurse field nurses and nurse case managers as an early intervention on people who are not being able to get their case going or they're not back to work or they're not back to full duty in a satisfactory way. An employer wants to know why, and they're frustrated with OWCP, the patient, and the system, so they'll hire an outside contract nurse who works for your company, which means they're employed by the same people you are, and they are solely there for the company, and you do not have to meet with them. You do not have to have anything to do with them, and I'm going to talk to you about how to handle that, okay? Um OWCP has published specific guidelines on this, established for the employing agency contract or employed nurses and employed agent nursing programs, okay? So if they have guidelines that are they're supposed to adhere to rules by OWCP, if they're hired by an outside agency, they're not subjected to the same rules and regulations. They can do things that OWCP would not allow. That's why I use the, the description. They are weaponized. And they're doing that because they serve the employer agency that you work for. And they're, they're there to gather information, aggregate information about you to be used against you if they think that you should be back at work and you're sitting at the house for some reason on partial disability for some reason. Um, my recommendation right now is this. If you have a nurse case manager assigned to you, the very first thing you want to do is ask for their credentials. Have you been authorized by OWCP? Are you contracted through my employer agency? That's a question you need to stop the podcast and write down and never forget it. Okay. Now, if the worker's participation with an employee agency nurse intervention program is considered voluntary, then you have the right to refuse. That's per the FEC procedure manual. Okay, you do not have the right to refuse with an OWCP sanction, an authorized one, but you do have the right to refuse certain things that they will request. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, so now that we know the difference, 
Let's talk about the fact that there's no jurisdiction over what happens with a field nurse that's hired by your employer agency. You are being investigated nine times out of ten by the employer when one of these people come in. And they will try to get in your house. They'll try to get information about you to take back to the employing agency so that they can get a private eye or try to build a case against you. You are being investigated most often. Okay. It's very seldom that I see a outside contracted nurse that is not being used in this way lately. Very few of them are just harmless, uh, assistive nurses that mean well and are really want to do well for the patient. They're 100% trying to investigate you for the employer outside of the purview of OWCP's utilization and authorization process. You have the right to ask them that question. And if they say that they work for the employer, you have the right, as a, as, because it's voluntary, to say, I refuse to cooperate with you. I will notify my claims examiner. Most of the time, claims examiner has no idea that this is going on. OWCP field nurse intervention activities and actions supersede the employee agency's actions. So an employing agency nurse, okay, one that is um, contracted, they, their, uh, their actions... They, when they go independent with their actions, they are not officially recognized for whatever decision-making actions that they take when it's sanctioned. So OWCP officially recognizes only one employee agency point of contact responsible for coordinate compensation and return to work efforts. That means you have an injury compensation specialist at your employer. That's the only employer contact that they're going to work with. So if an employee... Uh, is working with an outside contracted nurse who's working for the employer and that nurse is trying to make independent actions it is not sanctioned by OWCP and it could damage your case and it is something that you need to turn in and notify now OWCP contracted field nurses nurse case managers um, should only be communicating directly with the employing agency's point of contact so they can't talk to your supervisor, they can't talk to your HR, they can't talk to your steward. They only can talk to the designated employer injury compensation specialist. Don't let them do anything other than that. They will try. The employing agency nurse is not recognized as a point of contact for case-related communications either. So the employing agency nurse can act as a resource for the agency only during return to work conferences. The employing agency nurse may assist in the employing agency and field nurse with issues related specifically to return to work efforts and identifying of light duty work. The field nurse, that, and by the way, that could be reasonable accommodation or ergonomic equipment, and that's, that's a good thing. So there are things that they do that could be assisted for you. The, the nurse that works in the field also that's sanctioned by OWCP can also recommend um, to the employing agency when they can come up with things that are reasonable accommodations that are required. and But that still needs to be through the employee contact, not your supervisor or stewards, that injury compensation specialist that's in that HR division. Now, with uh, contract nurses with OWCP, okay, you they can go to attend appointments, participate in treatment, but an outside employing agency contract nurse is prohibited from all of that. So that's why we're telling you, don't let the outside employee agency contract nurse wiggle their way into all that. You have a right to refuse. Now, if you have a sanctioned nurse, 
by OWCP as a nurse case manager. Okay. Um, when they're assigned, I want to go through a summary of things to remember about what you should do to deal with people who are sanctioned because you have to cooperate with them on some things. Nurse case management, like I said before, can be helpful or a hindrance. All right. Federal employees can elect whether to work with nurse case managers, but be ready for potential retaliation and difficulties if you refuse to work at all with a nurse case manager. Federal employees have their sole right to select where they want to. They want the nurse to be at their appointments with their treating physician. I told you, you have some rights here that you can say no to. That's one of them. You as a federal employee have the right to say, I don't want you speaking with my doctor and I don't want you to be in the room with me when I see my doctor. Okay, you have that right. Federal employees can also elect whether to allow a nurse case manager to be present during their physician visit or talk to the physician after the visit. That's something you can refuse. And oh, by the way, if your doctor doesn't want to do it, he has the right to refuse as well. Federal employees treating physicians can, and I want you to remember this, okay, also can choose whether or not they even want to talk to the nurse case manager ever or allow them in their office. They have the right to refuse. So I recommend several injured workers steps so that you're fully aware of rights and responsibilities on nurse case managers. Now, here's what I want you to remember. Again, I'm gonna say this one more time. Don't forget the simple inquiry to the claims examiner or the contracted nurse to make sure that this is somebody who is sanctioned and authorized through OWCP. Ask your claims examiner and ask the contracted nurse to demonstrate to you that they've been authorized and been approved or if they work for your company or sanctioned by OWCP. Be aware, because I'm telling you, these employing agency contracted nurses in recent time, I've noticed, have misrepresented themselves as being assigned by OWCP. Beware, this happens more often than you think. Employee agencies will use a nurse case manager outside of OWCP, OWCP as an investigator. They'll try to get in your house. They'll try to ask you questions. They'll try to observe you walking around and moving in your house. And they will report that data to say that uh, you can do more than the doctor says you can do. And they, they, that's, how I, that's why I call it they're being weaponized. If this happens, report it to your OWCP um, claims examiner. Do not meet with this nurse and make sure that they have no contact with you or with your uh, employing agency or claims examiner. They are not, they're not recognized at all. Now, you can also inquire as to the role and steps that the contract nurse will take in order to facilitate the return to work and medical treatment. Now, what that means is I read that out of the procedure manual is you have the right to know what the, con the nurse case manager is trying to do. If she's trying to assist you, she needs to explain to you what she's going to do. She should not be go behind your back and do things without your knowledge. So you need to ask her or them to give you a forward knowledge of whatever it is that they're trying to assist with or the questions that they have or whatever they want to try to do. That way that you understand what they're doing that they don't do it behind your back. Okay. Um, it's, it can be a good thing, but you got to know your rights. They can be an invaluable resource for a lot of things for an injured worker. You just have to understand that there's some problems here to, to avoid. And I want you to be aware of those problems. The bottom line here is that this is your injury and you're responsible to get uh, your benefits and your information 
you want to be able to have the information necessary for DOL knows WCP and not your employing agency. Be proactive in your OWCP case, and this will prevent many of the issues that arise and prevent delays in benefit, service, and pay. Okay? Now, I think I've covered enough of this that everybody here has a good understanding. But I will say this, guys. I hear the music playing, so we're up against the time. Just remember that when it comes to nurse case managers, you do have rights, you do have responsibilities, and you need to know what kind of nurse they are and if it's sanctioned by OWCP. It's really important. All right? So I want to thank you for listening. I want to remind you um, to share this podcast, and thank you for being here at Federal Workers' Comp Copyright Podcast. Uh, and um, if you think anybody else would benefit, you want to share this link, tell others about it. Uh, we appreciate that. I, I, the fact that there's been thousands of downloads of this is I find astounding since it's such a unlimited uh, niche type of information. But I appreciate it. And I get a lot of emails and I answer them. And uh, if you need anything, just give me a reach uh, email out, especially if uh, you don't have an approved provider or if you need one and you want me to help you find one or if you just want jurors to get some help. Now, if you need an approved medical provider, for your OWC or Federal Maritime Longshore or Federal Disability Case in Florida, you can find me in Tampa uh, and Dr. Thomas in Jacksonville. Uh, if you want to make a consult with me, you can call clinic at 813-877-6900. You can now see me in Oklahoma at Dr. Ellis Clinic at um, 844-625-5300. Also, if you're in another state and if you want me to assist you with any claim questions or assistance for you and your doctor, don't forget to email me at fedcompconsultants at protonmail.com. I... Um, I do, I do this as a free service for you guys. I know that I cannot be everywhere, and sometimes you need this stuff, and your doctor needs help. So I do this. So if you need it, you know where to reach me. All right, I need to get this coffee going. Uh, if you need anything in your federal injury claim, just reach out, and I want you to know that I'm here to help.